Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have our good friend and student, Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae. She is an amazing woman who has a geeky lifestyle brand based out of Brooklyn. She sells things that are just subtly nerdy from teas to tanks to mugs and phone cases. And she recently started the Satorial Geek, a quarterly magazine and now podcast all about girl power and promoting that nerd culture. So this is our third episode where we've had Jordan on. And I really think this is a cool interview to kind of listen to in order. So we talk about the other episodes that Jordan has done, but it'll help you get kind of a bird's eye view of the growth of her business and some strategic decisions she's made. And this one is all about adding these extra aspects of a product-based business for bigger goals than what might be present today and about creating a legacy and about standing out in a niche that's super, super tiny. I think you're going to learn a lot from Jordan. We always love having her on and have really, really good chats. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. Hello, my beautiful unicorn friend. Welcome. (laughs) Did you like that introduction? Yes. (laughs) Guys, we have Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae. She is one of our favorite humans, rock star students, extraordinaires over there just rocking it in her not so tiny corner of the world anymore, which is outstanding. It's crazy. It's so crazy. (laughs) You have already had a bananas year and it's only the very end of quarter one, which is awesome. For you guys who haven't met Jordan, I'll let her do a quick introduction. But if you want to kind of go along the journey and hear about everything Jordan has done over the past couple of years, make sure you tune in to the other episodes that we've had with Jordan. Those are episodes, what did I say, 61 and 147? Yeah, I remembered. 
61 and 147. (laughs) Yeah. So go back and listen to those. I love having Jordan on because you're a physical product-based business and that is not what we do. And so I feel like every student we have come in the door or every community member, they're like, cool, cool, cool. Everything that you did only works for you because you're, you're doing courses or you're doing services or you're doing something digital and you've broken the mold every time. And so those episodes kind of break down more of that and your growth in that regard. But I want to talk about the amazing, seemingly unrelated, (laughs) amazing channels that you have uh, launched literally just in the past, like today and past like week or so. So spill the beans. First, explain who the heck you are, what you do. And then let's talk about these new amazing things. Yeah, cool. So I am Jordan. I run Jordan Denae, which is a geeky fashion and home goods brand. And then this year we decided to do something totally seeming like it's out of the blue. We launched a magazine and a podcast both in the past like three weeks. So it seems a little like out there, but basically it's the community aspect of our customers and our peers in the business. And we had no way to interact with them other than just selling them stuff, which is fine. But this was like a perfect combination of people that we've met that we've wanted to work with that we had no way to work with and other cool companies that I've wanted to shout out. But like, it's kind of weird for a t-shirt company to just be like, here are my favorite writers and here are my favorite like other businesses that doesn't really happen. Mm -hmm. So this was a way for us to like take everything that we love about our business that isn't already part of our business and do something really cool with it. I love that. So did you decide to have them open up as a separate brand or is it all funneling under the same company? It's like, I feel like it's sort of an umbrella. So Jordan today is still like where all the money comes from and the team behind it. And then the sartorial geek is what that is called. And it's like the community under Jordan today. So that's the way it's set up right now. God only knows what it'll be in six months, but that's what we have right that's now. That's awesome. Can you also provide us a little bit of an update? I remember now in our last episode where we talked about the new kind of structure of your monthly membership, your t-shirt boxes, and how that was going to be a new kind of thing for you guys. So can you update us on, on how all that's yeah, going? Yeah, we still have it. It's still... It's like slow and steady. So it's there. It didn't, it didn't do anything crazy. The idea of having a monthly recurring product has been great because we have something new to promote and we have new photos and it's something interesting. The subscription is like small, so it's not a bad thing, but it's not a game changer in any kind of way. So it's there, you know, it's just kind of there. It's happening. Well, I think one of the things that I really, really enjoyed Um, watching you kind of work through throughout the years that we've known you now and and seeing your business shift and grow is as a product-based business that sells physical products, you know, fresh out of the gate, obviously you had to like have some physical products to sell. Like there was that like barrier. And we talk about that, I think in our first episode, but you've done a really great job at not adding on all of these shiny objects all at the same time. You have slowly evolved your brand to shift and to serve you and your audience in new ways. And I think it's really exciting to see not only like the membership thing still existing, but this new aspect of, no, this was 
in order to bring that community together. And this was a different aspect that's going to serve a different purpose than necessarily bringing in a lot of dollar bills, but instead provide more value to who we have and who we're talking yeah, to. Yeah, like I needed to grow the business in some kind of way. So for me, the two options I saw were either try to go big, like go factory and do that kind of thing and like be in big stores and have big licensing agreements. So that's one option, which then I would end up being more of like of an office manager or like a factory manager. So I toyed with that idea and it didn't seem like my favorite or the other option that I decided to go in Mm -hmm. was building the community instead. And then we have, then we can, grow the business that way by like doing more cool things with more cool people instead of building like a bigger corporation. Like I felt like there were two directions. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about the monetization of those two new ideas, the magazine and the podcast specifically. What are your initial thoughts on getting it off the ground? And do you have specific partners right away? So to get the magazine off the ground, it was definitely it was a an expense purely because we have ads in it, but they're almost all for my business. Like they're ads for me that will hopefully bring money back in. So the way that we paid for the first magazine was essentially taking out a loan from ourselves. So like, instead of me taking my normal cut for the first quarter that went into the magazine and then we're hoping to do it quarterly. So like, we'll see over this next quarter, if it brings in more revenue for like the extra exposure and the extra ads And then now that we have the first one to show, I'm hoping to sell actual ad space in the next magazine. And then also for the podcast, we're like figuring that out because we've never had sponsors for anything before. So again, we'll see if that works. That's like the plan to use it as a way to build up our own audience and get more sales in our door, but then also hopefully have sponsors from other companies too. Yeah. What is your like marketing distribution plan for the magazine? Right now, it is sort of... It's a way to try to get people on our list because everyone on our list gets a free digital copy. So it's mm-hmm. our like... Got it. Your opt-in. The word. Yeah. yeah. Like, that word that's very important. It's our <laughs> opt-in. Because we've had, we've had some, but haven't had any huge great mm-hmm. ideas yet. So I'm hoping that'll be a good opt-in for our list. And then we're ordering relatively small numbers for now. We ordered 2,000 of the first run. So we're like sending them to influencers, sending them to press and stuff. And we're selling them on the website and at shows. But it's we don't have anything set up to like get them in bookstores or anything yet. That's like another learning curve that mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll do it or not, but something yeah. I don't know anything about currently. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think like magazine distribution is one of those things that uh, some people in this industry are exploring and doing well. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I have it, but what now? And how else can this serve us? I love that. And I think getting it, like putting your focus on getting the magazine in, you know, Barnes & Noble, for instance, is a much easier task to accomplish than getting into like big brand name stores and factory level for your clothing line. Mm -hmm. So I I think that that could help achieve some of those same goals without being like this huge shift in your business. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. So talk to me a little bit about the podcast and what that looks like and what does it do? So I had been wanting to have one for a while, but I couldn't figure out like for me to be able to do something, I need a theme or like like rules kind of so that I can actually figure it out. So one of the things that you guys did with me at the beginning was set that up for myself for the blog. 
So I had like, what is this for? What are the different days? And I could not figure out how to have a podcast with a t-shirt company. I just couldn't figure out mm-hmm. what that was. So the podcast is essentially the theme of the magazine, just in audio version. So it's mm-hmm. like geeky lifestyle. It's cool stories by cool people. So it's like the kinds of articles we have in the magazine, but they are in audio uh, format. Yeah. Yeah. So interviews and yeah. chit chat interviews and-, and conversations. So we'll do some episodes that are like me or my editor talking about behind the scenes. And then a lot of the other mm-hmm. episodes are just like conversations with people in the industry, either people in the industry or like other fans who are just reacting to mm-hmm. stuff that we all love and want to talk about. That's awesome. I think that's going to have a, a really positive dramatic effect on not only your reach, because podcasting is where it's at, mm-hmm. right? It continues to be an amazing platform for people. But I think it reminds people that you are a human being that runs your business, that has a voice, that has a personality. Uh, you do a lot of, of really great work at showing up at events and showing up on social and, and being you know, present in that way. But I think this is going to really help add another layer to that. Yeah, this is definitely like me personally, this is my strong suit. So I found ways to do it on social media. But this I think will be like a bigger extension of that, which I'm super excited about. Well, I I'm just so proud that you kind of took the leap because I feel like it would have been safe and very easy to I mean, easy is a strong word, but like, you could have really focused (laughs) on scaling the t-shirt business and you're witty enough and funny Mm -hmm. enough and you got enough of an audience that I think that would have been easy and it still could be like you could still go after that but I think it's so awesome to see you trying to cultivate that community because as you know here like we're huge fans of community and we think it's crucial to our industry and our environment. And I love that you're just adding it to your own spin. Cause I mean, Mm -hmm. as an outsider, like I see you guys in community a lot in like trade show scenarios, but the rest of it, Mm -hmm. I feel like is a lot happening behind closed doors. And I think this gives your people an opportunity to gather in unique ways and places that aren't necessarily Comic-Con for a weekend or on an online forum somewhere. Yeah. And this is what I care about more. So like I have friends who have done the other, the other route and they're really happy, but I was like, I'm happier doing this and doing podcasts all day than like sitting in a meeting for 12 hours talking about contracts and stuff like that's just not I could figure it out if it was what I really really wanted to go after but I would rather just talk to people about cool things and then especially Mm -hmm. like we've talked about this before I'm so niche that there is already like a little family but there isn't yeah there are places for us to find each other but there isn't there isn't a place yet. So there is kind of a hole for this, which is really cool that we found it and found it at the time we worked out that we're not starting from scratch because starting mm-hmm. a magazine and a podcast with no audience would have been horrible. Ooh, I know. And it would have been so hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is like seven years later, yeah. we have found all the people. I mean, even putting together the magazine, everyone who wrote is either someone who works on our team already, which we didn't used to have, or someone mm-hmm. we met through 
something through business. All of our designers are people that we've met. So like we've sort of been meeting people for the past five years that we haven't really been able to work with or do anything with yet. So this is like perfect timing to all come together. Like we couldn't have done it even a year sooner. I don't think you've said that in some way in a lot of aspects of your business. Every time we've spoken, like this wouldn't have worked a year ago. This wouldn't have worked, you know, five years ago. And I, you can only see that looking back. And I think so many business owners let that, you know, if you can't make the magazine a reality on day one or the podcast a reality on day one, then then none of it's worth it. Then nothing is working. And I love, love, love that you can just look back and be like, no, it would not have worked year one, nope. <laughs> but it's working really, really well now. Yeah. I love all that. about timing. I think that's super yeah. important. Yeah. So talk to me about what I think you're doing and, and maybe haven't even quite realized yet, but a little bit of filling that hole, I think is achieving that, that kind of conversation. We've talked a lot lately in a couple of episodes, both Abby and I, and with a couple of guests about leaving a legacy and a hundred percent. I think you are beginning the foundations of leaving a legacy for not only Jordan Denae, but this niche, this type of business and for these people. And, And do you see any of that happening? Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't have what I don't have the imposter syndrome so much. Like I feel like I'm pretty honest about my place in things. So yeah, I didn't really think that until I heard it enough times. And then I was like, Oh, Yes. Oh, okay. yeah. Great. Like, I didn't really set out to do that at all, but there is a gap that, you know, is sort of people are trying to fill it. But we're, we are in a very lucky and specific place where there are a lot of bloggers who are trying to do this, but the money isn't there because blogging is hard to monetize. So, like, we have a business that is already going, that's making money, that's already in the community. And we have, we've been doing it for long enough that, like, People know we're not just hopping in to like try to get on a bandwagon. Like we're really here. And then through that, we've been able to have so many conversations to see what people want in the community. So then like, it's just all of those things working out super well. So yeah, I think so. Like, I think we are becoming the place where if you love everything we love, there isn't necessarily already a place to hang out. And then we're trying to be that, which is... Yeah. Really cool. I feel like that conversation of the bandwagon that you just mentioned is so prevalent in your yeah. community. Why is that such a big... Like- I don't know. I don't know. I think, <laughs> well, one thing that's kind of funny, I think that like, if you are, if you are a nerd, there's a very good chance you grew up without anything like that growing up. Like you grew up alone, you yeah. grew up like a loser yeah. or getting picked on. So I'll, a lot of that comes with you into your adult life and that shows itself in a bunch of different ways but that's definitely one of them where you're like if you're trying to trick me into like me trusting you like the bullies in middle school like that I think people still have that you know leftover from (laughs) all the years well and and how amazing that you've been able to cultivate this community that does trust you with that that level of distrust so thick in your type of community in your niche like I've seen it no like holy crap like the comments that are on your ad sometimes like your Instagram like people I'm just like oh this is my Jordan (laughs) don't talk to me like that 
and it doesn't have like those things just yeah. stick out in my mind. It's not like it's all the time, but I'm like, holy shit, like you are up against this more, I feel like, than any any other industry. Yeah, there's a so, lot of gatekeeping. There's a lot of, I don't really yes. know why. I don't know if it's because it's like the pinnacle of pop culture, but it's like a lot of, if you're a girl, you probably don't really know. If you're, if you're pretty in any kind of way, then you like probably don't relate yep. to me because I feel, it's so interesting. So yep. one thing that we, I feel like most people in any, kind of customer service have to learn this, but we have, we had to learn really quickly. Like we have a lot of trolls. So it's, how do you respond? Yes. Who's worth responding to? How do you respond? And I really like being able to respond in a way that hopefully is like, if you really want to talk about this, if this is really, if this is really a concern and you want to have a conversation, we will do it. If you're just being a dick, then like, you know, then I also have then to learn how to ignore that, which is, you guys have done that too. Like you learn who has something valuable to say, and then you have the process of like, cool, delete forever. <laughs> like I'm pretending that never happened. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Bye. <laughs> Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more 
Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think that goes back to a book I'm reading and they talk a lot about the original incident. And so... Um, well, I think got jaded like when they were 11 yep. <laughs> and like I literally wrote in my journal yesterday about this incident where I told um, this guy in my class a personal piece of information and it ended up like getting all over the playground and I ended up kicking him and like there was a fight and like very out of character for me. But it very much stuck out as someone like violating my trust yeah. and like the fact that it's so thick, like 20 years later, like that's, I mean, it may seem small then, but those small incidents can really affect us later in life. And so I think specifically with your niche, I think you're right. I mean, obviously this is stereotyping, but the people I see who are into this sort of world, like they they have been through weird shit before and yeah well and that's part of what we're trying to do is like hit people then like yes. i want this world to exist for the kids who are in middle school and elementary school now so they don't have to have gone through all of that and then grow up to be bitter adults because that's what ha- that's exactly what happens you're right yes Well, and I think that's so cool that because I think you have the power to touch people at a much younger age than like, we just didn't have access to that kind of information before. Yeah, the internet was so different then. Like you can literally have a 12 year old listen to your podcast and like fangirl over some like writer that's writing rewrites for different endings to different shows that I know nothing totally. about. Well, and something that was cool, we've only had the magazine for like three weeks, so I've only taken it to one event. But the people who talked to me the most about it were either women older than me who said they wish they had it when they were younger, or women like my age who said they wanted to give it to their daughters and their nieces. And they were like, this is something I want them to grow up with, which is really cool. Like, I didn't have this I wish yeah. I had. Like, I probably would have felt less lonely about stuff yep. then. Yeah, I can't wait for P to flip through the magazine. And and one thing I want, you know, I this is also a hot topic in, in the industry, but that you do really well, and I feel like it should be called out upon, the amazing inclusiveness that you have in your brand, on your feed, representation in your magazine. I'm sure the voices that are coming to your show and the models you use, like um, take a moment of silence to appreciate. I know maintaining that is not easy and maintaining that is you going out of your way actively 
as the business owner, as the creative director to make those types of decisions of what you're choosing to represent in your brand. And I seriously look to your guys's feed as an example as to how a lot of businesses should be acting. I love that. Like if you guys want to see an inclusive feed, like all the diversity, go check out your, your Instagram feed. It's phenomenal. I think the unique thing about it isn't, isn't that it's inclusive. I think it's, it has a sense of realness that I don't see other places. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you mean it's inclusive because it feels like those are actual human beings that I meet in my regular life. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Because they all are. (laughs) It is. I mean, you're right. It is hard. Like this is also, it's not new, but when I first started, all the models were me or someone related to me because I had no one else to be in anything. So it is harder. Like I look the way I look. And so if I'm in all the pictures, it's obviously not a very diverse like group. So it has been very cool that we have been able to meet different people. Even like, even if it was all just my best friends, that's still a specific group of people. So we're trying to go meet new people, have people with different viewpoints. And even in the magazine too, we want like if we look at all of the issues or look at all of our podcast interviewees, if everyone is talking about the same thing from the same point of view, like that's not interesting. So we, I mean, we're not perfect, but we try really hard and try to listen when people give us feedback. Cause we've, I've had feedback before that's like, Hey, your homepage right now is way less diverse than it used to be what happened. So like we try to always, it sucks hearing it, but if they're right, they're right. So we try to just do our best (laughs) all the time when we can. I was having a conversation with my best friend the other day about like, it sucks when you're an ally for so many things to hear that you're doing something that's not inclusive. And you're like, son of a bitch. Like I tried (laughs) really hard. And then it it can still be true. You can have all the best intentions and still not suck at it sometimes. (laughs) So that's something that I think was important for us to realize instead of being like, no, don't you know us? Like, keep clicking like you'll find but it's like no you know what maybe you're right like maybe we have not paid as much attention in this last campaign as we should have so right totally I love that well and I think that it's it's so much more now I know we said diversity in all the ways but for real like not just ethnicity not just weight or height about disability and I think it's so incredible because I, I mean, even as a white woman, like I often feel excluded because I'm, I'm not a size four and I'm not five, seven and I'm in the majority. Like (laughs) I'm in the majority, but I am not visually represented, especially when we're talking about retail and fashion forward brands. And It's so frustrating that like you have to leave to go to another section to find someone who looks like you. And it's like often you'd be surprised that there's curvy women that can fit in an extra large, but you still put a size small as the cover model on every single picture. That's such garbage. That's such garbage. It's crazy. And like it is, it's weird. 
I want the industry and the customers to catch up because something that is interesting is that we get a lot of credit for having diversity. And at the same time, our photos with like picture perfect model esque people get more interaction. So like it is interesting that as a business owner, you just, if you care about it, like people make those decisions for a numbers reason. I think they're garbage, but you have to realize like if you care more about being inclusive than maybe about the number of likes you get on a photo, then I think that makes you a better person. <laughs> but it is like, you know, that it is something that should And you have no <laughs> real way of like knowing for sure, but I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if it does affect your bottom line in some way. Like you're making an intentional decision to show people as themselves. And, you know, you culture has gotten us to the point where we buy things because we want to look the way the person looks in the photo, not because that's how it'll look on us. But it is true. Like that we have been trained to think a certain way. And so it is going to take a while, even when people have the best intentions, you're still trained that like, this is what I think is beautiful. So this is what I like. And so I have, I mean, I'm also lucky enough that I'm in a position where I have a partner who has a good job. So like, I, I feel like I'm in the perfect position too, to be able to take those risks or be able to take take that stance and say like, if this does affect our bottom line, it's so worth it. And then hopefully this will start the cycle of people who then don't have to make this decision later because it sucks. Like it's super shitty. Well, and we talk about Aerie a lot. We've talked about Aerie's brand with our friend Lauren Taylor, who does a lot of ambassador work with them. And it's going to take really big brands like that, that have a further reach to make the decisions like they're making. Athleta is another really great example. Their Instagram feed and their catalogs are of all shapes and sizes and abilities. It's unfortunately, like I say that and then I'm like, Okay, but like not often is Old Navy that representative. And they're all bought, like they're all owned by the same people. Athleta, Gap, Banana Republic, Old, like it's all the same thing. So I'm like, you can't just pick one channel of your brand to be the inclusive channel when everything else sucks. And I'm not saying all of their other marketing pieces suck. Like Gap had a really beautiful Instagram picture that went viral a couple weeks ago of an African-American woman and her uh, toddler son breastfeeding. And like that has so many like stereotypes that it's hitting that did amazing. It was a beautiful, beautiful image, but it sucks to like look at the entire umbrella brand and say, well, this leg of your brand is more inclusive than this one. <laughs> That's a weird choice. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why that yeah. happens, but it Isn't totally it does. Funny? Yep. And then, and I think it's even like, then it starts the cycle of as a customer of like having to dig deeper when you choose to buy from certain big companies, because although the one right here that might be awesome, the entire umbrella supports like a shitty message that you don't want to support. Yes. <laughs> that also uh, is huge. So this is why you shop small yeah. and you get to know the individual business owners because you can at least much easier trace back like the actual intentions. Yep. I totally agree with that. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Well, talk to us about, I want to do like a little bit of a plug for your magazine and podcast a little bit more than we might normally do. What's it called? Where can people find it? How can they get their hands on it? If they're interested in being a guest or listening, like what does that look like? Yeah, so it is at the Sartorial Geek. So the handle everywhere is Sartorial Geek. It's under, if you go to jordansnay.com, you can click on the magazine tab and you can find our blog, which also has the podcast and also has magazine. If you want to read the magazine for free, if you hop on our mailing list from any place that you can, um, sartorialgeek.com is a lead pages that leads you to the link. You can get it for free. The podcast is on iTunes and soon to be other places as we figure that out. It's been one day, so we're like still getting it. <laughs> Give him a second. But, all of the social media is me and all of the emails are me. So if you have any feedback, if you have something that you think we could do better, if you have someone that you want us to talk to, or you are that person, you can send a message through anything, like any of our social media to the email on our contact page. It's all about like we are trying to listen as our number one job with this project. So we want all the feedback and I'm getting a tougher skin. So if you have negative feedback, we'll take it too. But preferably, if you have things that you think we did well and you want to see more of, that's the best. That's the best. We are taking on like guest contributors for the blog too. So if you're in this nerdy world and you think you have something that the world needs to hear about, we would love to either talk to you or have you work with us. Yeah. How many episodes are you doing a, a week, a month? Be, so we released three for today at the beginning, and then it's hopefully going to be weekly on Wednesdays for now. And then if something crazy happens and we want to get bigger and more, we can do that. But we figured this was a safe place yeah. to start. And then the magazine is seasonally. So that'll be every, awesome. every season. And if you are a sponsor who supports yeah. the If you want to get into like the ears and eyes of nerdy women. Yes. Come talk to me. (laughs) Yes. Advertise in the magazine, be a sponsor for the show support guys. Like these things, Oh, like get on my soapbox for just a second. These things are freaking expensive to offer you guys Mm -hmm. doing a podcast, doing a magazine cost cash dollar bills that you don't immediately see the return. And sometimes you never immediately see the return and you're just hoping that the effects are, you know, are helping in some way. Podcast statistics are still really shitty and hard to trace. So even if the data is there, like you don't always know. So we're doing it on blind faith most (laughs) of the time that, that it's something fun that we love to do and offer you guys, but can't always see the return. So when you support shows like Jordan's and like this one, like it really does go a long way. So we did set up a Patreon too, which is a thing we've never yes. done before. So we are on Patreon at Sartorial Geek. So if you want, we have like different tiers of rewards and stuff. So that's the lowest. Oh, I want to hear the update on that. Yeah, I'll too. let you know we have one person as of right now. So we shall see. <laughs> yes. Maybe when the episode comes out, we'll have more than one. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I always love catching up with you and, and chatting with you, Jordan, seeing what's going on in your business and your world. I love what you guys are doing and keep putting out amazing magic because I think it's making a big difference. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. 
Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.